With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Championship weekend. How's everybody doing? Great to have you. We're on Listen Up. That's right. Coming to you each and every day at 3 o'clock Pacific right here on Listen Up. So you've got the early game on Sunday. You've got the Bengals at the Chiefs. And then the 49ers are at the Rams. The Niners are three-and-a-half-point dogs. The over-under is 45-and-a-half. You would figure if San Francisco wins this game, then it's going to be an under. If they don't win this game, it very well could be an over. So going to be interesting to see if the Niners can keep that win streak going against the Rams. I'll give you my picks. I want your picks, and we'll talk a little bit or a lot about these big games coming up on Sunday. Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN reporting that the Kings have backed out of any talks involving Ben Simmons. And I say good. I don't know why anybody would want that malcontent and head case on their team. Boy, did you see Shaquille O'Neal last night on TNT ripping him a new one? Oh, boy. Wow. Yeah. Uh, was it last night? I think so. Shaq really uh, came down hard on uh, Ben Simmons. Can't blame him. You know what? Cannot blame him. Hey, also, I want to thank so many of you who have reached out today on my various social media platforms, including some direct messages on uh, Twitter and on Instagram. And I just want to say thank you. Uh, I, I did my podcast today. The title was The State of the Kings. I also spent some time talking about the hypocrisy and double standard involving Mark Jones and the story that was written by Bobby Burak of OutKick. And it's just an outrage. I mean, it really is. It's despicable. There's no other way to say it. Uh, there, there's just, there's no other way. I can't ignore it anymore. You know what? I'm not turning my head to that anymore. What's right is right. And what's wrong is wrong. And when you see something that is wrong, you need to speak up. And Mark Jones' social media antics is disgusting. P period. Plain and simple. It's disgusting. It's uh, And how anyone whether it's ESPN or the Kings condone that type of behavior on social media is beyond me. It really is. But I want to thank so many of you that have reached out to me today as it relates to today's podcast. If you didn't catch it, a couple of ways. I still get people asking me. I have completely revamped and updated my website. You can check it out, either thegrantnapiershow.com or if you don't like that.com, all right? So everything that I do is put right up 
on my website. And I'm going to make one or two more changes to my website so it's even easier to navigate. But again, it's up, it's current, uh, it's been revamped, and everything is completely right there. I mean, you can't miss it. Like, I'm on it right now. It's got my rant from today. It has my podcast from today. And then it has my live show on Listen app that I did yesterday. Right there, the top three from left to right. So I even have my No Filter show that I did with Sean Salisbury on there. So again, you can either listen to it via Apple Podcast or Spotify or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Or you can just go right to my website if you don't like that. Com. All right, you know the routine. You hit your hand icon, you raise your hand, uh, and I will get you right on. If you want to talk about the games this weekend, Trent Williams is questionable for the 49ers. I can't imagine Trent Williams being able to play the whole game. I can't imagine Trent Williams being anywhere near 100%. And I would also say this. He may look better in the first quarter and in all likelihood will than he will in the fourth quarter, assuming that he makes it that far in the game. Now, the last time these teams played, the last game of the regular season, three weeks ago, Williams did not play, and San Francisco came from behind to beat the Rams. But make no mistake about it. Williams is arguably the best left tackle in football. And if you don't have him on the field, that's a big loss. Again, he's listed as questionable. Questionable technically means 50-50. I mean, I think he's going to start. But, you know, a 80% Trent Williams against an Aaron Donald or Von Miller, or I'd be real concerned about that if I'm San Francisco. Now, I know Kyle Shanahan and the Niners have plan B. They obviously have a game plan with Trent Williams, without Trent Williams. Going to be interesting to see how much Williams can play and how effective he will be. It's also going to be very interesting to see what the crowd looks like and how many 49er fans will be in attendance for that contest. All right? That is going to be very interesting. Very, very interesting indeed. All right, the weather in Kansas City for the uh, Chiefs game. Again, the game is earlier in the day, and it should not be an issue. All right? Should not be an issue. The high is going to be 33. So not not a big deal. Weather will not be a, a factor in the game. Not a lot of wind as well. Speaking of the weather, you might get a kick out of this. Here in my neck of the woods where I live now in South Florida. Okay. And again, you just, you can't make this stuff up. All right. You really can't. You just, you cannot make this stuff up. So I received an email from my building just about 30 minutes ago. Okay. And the headline is weather advisory. All right, weather advisory. You ready for this? Again, you can't make this up. Dear residents, 
A strong cold front is forecast to move down the Florida Peninsula Friday night and move off the southeast Florida coast during the pre-dawn hours of Saturday. Following the passage of the front, much colder air driven by gusty northwest winds, northwest winds will push into South Florida and usher in the coldest temperatures of the season so far. The air mass following the front is from northern Canada and is expected to move directly southward from the northern plains into Florida this weekend. As a result, temperatures on Saturday are forecast to not get out of the 50s over most of the area. And even southern areas around Miami may struggle to reach 60 degrees under clearing skies and gusty northwest winds. Oh, my God, I don't know if I'm going to survive. Temperatures may not may not reach 60. Oh, good Lord, help me. It goes on and says this will set the stage for the coldest night and morning, which will likely be Saturday night and Sunday morning. Low temperatures Sunday morning are forecast to range from the upper 30s to lower 40s over most of metro southeast Florida. I don't think I'm going to make it. I may not. This may be the last show. I may absolutely freeze to death. I may get hypothermia. I mean, are you kidding me? The temperature may not reach 60 tomorrow. How the hell am I going to survive? Temperature not reaching 60 degrees. How's that going to happen? Brutal. Everyone got a weather advisory from management here where I live. Can't make that up, can you? Unbelievable. All right, let's get to some phone calls here on this Friday edition of Listen App. And when I put you up on stage, you got to hit your microphone icon, which is at the bottom of your device. I have Cody up on stage. Cody, there you go. You're on with Grant Napier. How are you, sir? Bring a level. Cody, how are you? Hello, Grant. Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, there's. I've been busy all day, but I don't know if you heard about uh, Jeff Garcia put out some tweets about Mina Kynes from yes. ESPN. Yes. And I'm just wondering if you, you read about that at all. Yes. Because I was I live here by SFO Airport, and on uh, 95.7, he just got in a big argument with uh, Matt Steinmetz, and he hung up on him. So I don't know the extent of what he said or sent out. Maybe well, you could he, uh, he, share he that. He basically uh, accused – not accused. He basically ripped her for her comments regarding Jimmy Garoppolo, and he ripped her – because she's never played the game before. And it's completely ridiculous by Jeff Garcia. You don't have to get hit by a truck to know what it would feel like, okay? You don't have to play football. You don't have to be a quarterback in the NFL to be a person that is getting paid as a media member covering sports and making an opinion on a person that plays a particular position. Jeff Garcia ended up looking like an ass here. He uh, comes off looking really bad. And it's just, it, it was disgraceful. It was an awful comment, terrible comment. I, I, I don't know how you could say that. There are many, 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 many members of the media that cover all kinds of sports that never played that sport. So what does that mean? You're not allowed to cover it? I mean, it's stupid. It's ridiculous. I mean, it really is. It's absurd. Thanks, Cody. Appreciate it. Yeah, I, I don't know. Jeff Garcia, I mean, I, I really, and I really mean this. I don't know what the hell Jeff Garcia is thinking about. Seriously. 
I mean, is it because she's just a woman? She's female and he's coming down hard on her? It's stupid. Again, she didn't play quarterback in the NFL, so she can't have an opinion. Now, you don't have to agree with her opinion on Garoppolo. I don't. But I'm not going to sit there and go, gee, how the hell can she say that? She's never played in the NFL before. A lot of GMs in the NFL have never played in the NFL before. A lot of coaches in sports have never played in their particular sports that they coach. What does that mean? They're not qualified? It's stupid. It's ridiculous. Asinine. I don't get it. So thank you for the call. Jeff Garcia comes off looking like an absolute ass. Terrible. Terrible. Terrible, just awful. I I don't understand. All right, if you want to get in on today's show, hit your hand icon. Also, if you listened to my podcast today and you have any comments, feel free to uh, make them as well on the state of the Kings. All right, let's get to Jeff. Hello, Jeff. How are you? This show is sponsored by Better Help. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. Good, Grant. How are you? Good, thank you. Hey, I, I a couple of things. Uh, so I guess the latest, uh, what you're thinking on De'Aaron Fox, I guess they're saying maybe the Knicks now. I don't pay attention to rumors because 99% of them never occur. So I, I don't I don't ever pay attention to trade rumors. So I think they're it's just uh, to talk on the radio and talk like us and for you to talk about right. it with your friends. I, I don't pay any attention at all to trade rumors. Yeah, I see it on Bleacher Report. And I've just been kind of curious because, you know, he hasn't played the last couple of games and they say it's his ankle. And, you know, I don't know if they're just leaving him out so he doesn't get hurt before the trade deadline or what's going on there. Well, it's possible. I mean, uh, the trade deadline, though, is February 10th. That's a long time to leave a guy out considering that he hasn't played at all on this road trip. You know, that's a long time to try to be overly cautious uh, to leave somebody out. I would say this about De'Aaron Fox. When I was around him, I considered him to be one of the toughest guys on the team, and he would always try to play no matter what. And I find it very odd that he's being kept out under what is being called a sore ankle. De'Aaron would have never missed a game with anything that was deemed sore. So there's obviously something going on. You're right about that. Yeah, that's what I was figured. And the other thing I had had was uh, – so have you noticed that the 49ers in the last 
I'd say uh, four games. They haven't been going to Kittle as much as the when he had those he had those breakout games there towards the end of the season where he went over a hundred and something yards in both those games, and then after that he only had three or four targets the rest of the way in, even through I, the playoffs. I, yeah, I think teams are completely formulating their game plan, going we are not going to let George Kittle beat us, and I think that the coverage on him. Uh, has been a lot different lately, and that's why you're seeing Debo Samuel and others, you know, have really uh, fine games. But if you watch the defense and how they're defending George Kittle, he is the center of the defensive game plan, and he will have to be a big factor on Sunday if the 49ers are going to win this game. I don't think the Niners can beat the Rams with Kittle being, for lack of a better term, non-productive. Now, you could also say he could be non-productive, but his team is being productive because with all the attention on him, it gives other players, other receivers, more space to work, more opportunity. But Kittle is a guy that you want the football in his hands. Right. Uh, yeah, definitely. He makes some spectacular kept one-handed snags, yep. and he's tough. I mean, you know, other than that one, I think he's fumbled once, but I don't think it – uh, it wasn't a fumble because it hit the ground. Well, he had a bad, bad drop in the Green Bay game, and then he oh. caught that, and then he caught the phenomenal one-handed grab on the sideline with a pirouette. But earlier in the game, he had a horrible drop where you know he might have scored a touchdown. That's very yeah, that unlike was, him. That was a play right over the middle. I remember yep. that. Yep. So oh. I'm not worried about Kittle. Uh, I, you know, the, he's the last guy in the 49ers I'd be worried about. I think he'll be very effective. We know he's a great runner, or excuse me, a great blocker in the running game uh he needs to get the football and i think he will uh on sunday right well jimmy g if he doesn't throw interceptions and he learns how to throw the ball away you know all of tom brady and some of these other guys that just throw the damn ball uh 20 yards over someone's head out of bounds you know instead of trying to force the ball in on the sidelines i think we have, they, they should be competitive Oh, I think they're going to be more than competitive. I think they're going to win the game. Well, that'd be awesome. Thank you, man. Enjoy the game. Have a great weekend. Thank you, Grant. Bye. All right. If you want to get in on the program, all you got to do is hit your hand icon, and we will put you right on. Again, the Kings have uh, backed out of the pursuit of Ben Simmons, according to Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN. I, I think the Kings, that's too big of a risk to get Simmons. Uh, the guy... And when I say it's too big of a risk, I'm fully aware that the Kings haven't made the playoffs since 2006, and they're a pathetic team right now. I get that. But when I say risk, you would have to give up an awful lot to get him. And then if Simmons doesn't work out, if you think you're really bad now, uh, you have no idea. So trade deadline is coming up in less than two weeks. What is today? The 28th. So it's coming up. On the 10th, coming up on the 10th, right around the corner, right around the corner. And the Kings this year, their season's basically over, and I really mean that. I, I would say the chances of the Kings getting into the top 10 would be slim to none. And the reason why I say that is the Kings right now, are four games back in the loss column. That's significant. Here's the other deal. They're not 
in 11th place. They're not in 12th place. They have two teams ahead of them, okay, that are also trying to get into the 10th spot. So, you know, they're not making it. And there's no trade, in my opinion, that they're going to make that's going to propel them and make up four games in the loss column. Not happening. Four games is significant when you have two teams ahead of you. Portland is 10th at 20 and 28. New Orleans is 11th at 18 and 29. San Antonio is 12th at 18 and 31. And the Kings are 18 and 32. They've lost five in a row. And in all likelihood, they will lose tomorrow to Philadelphia. Not happening. So, and listen, here's the other deal. If you end up in the 10th spot and you're 9, 10 games under 500, that sucks. That's nothing to get excited about. I mean, you know, this people are, oh, gee, they might get in and they might be number 10. That, that, that's nothing to get excited about being 10th. All right, again, if you want to talk about the two games coming up on Sunday, all you got to do is hit your hand icon. I'll put you up on stage with me and we can do it. If you want to talk about today's podcast, if you had a chance to listen to it, I would love to know your reaction uh, to what I said. And I would also encourage you, if you did not get a chance to listen to it, uh, checking out on your favorite uh, podcast platforms. I also want to thank those of you that have reached out to me in regards to Super Draft. You know, I talk about this every once in a while. I spent two months researching Super Draft, and I got to tell you, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Uh, I've been able to recruit some pretty good team members, and they are now recruiting their own team members. And this is going really well, I got to tell you. I, I This has been a lot of fun. It really has. It's been a lot of fun. And I, I'm not someone, I'm very open about this. You know, I don't enjoy fantasy sports. I've never played it before. But, you know, about three or four times a week, I'm, you know, using free play on Super Draft. I spin a wheel. I get a certain number of points. And then I have fun. You know, like with football, I'm picking six, seven, eight players from a game or the weekend. And I'm, it's it's a blast. I'm recruiting team members as a coach. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So, again, if you're interested – like so many others have reached out to me. And again, I really appreciate that. All you have to do is go to win or excuse me, grant dot grant dot win this time.com grant dot win this time dot com. So blessed. Here's the other deal for those that have joined my team. If you don't like it, you can back out after the month or two months or three months or four months. I don't think people are going to be backing out. I'm getting very good feedback, but you can. So you know, it's not like you're taking a big risk. All right, again, this weekend, San Francisco and the Rams. But let's talk a little bit about Cincinnati and Kansas City. Do you think the Bengals have a chance to get this game close? They're seven-point underdogs, all right? Seven-point underdog at Kansas City. The over-under is a big number. At 54 and a half. 54 and a half. What do you think? How do you think this game is going to go? 
I like Kansas City to beat Cincinnati. And I like the Niners to beat the Rams. I think we're going to have a repeat of the Super Bowl from a couple of years ago. I just think the Niners have that look. They got that momentum. And I love the way they match up with the Rams. Listen, the Rams are an explosive type of a team. They got some amazing guys on defense. Their front seven is solid. The Niners right now look like a team that somehow, some way, will find a way to win. So, again, if you want to talk about the matchups, hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and let me know what you think that's going to happen this weekend with the championship games. And then you got the Super Bowl coming up two weeks from Sunday in Los Angeles at the same stadium that the game is at on Sunday, SoFi. Two weeks from Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls. Let's check in with Brian. Brian, you're on with Grant on Listen App. Hi, Brian. Hey, Grant. Nice talking to you again. Uh, I haven't – I just tuned in. I'm just curious. Have you made your picks for the weekend yet or discussed that? I just did. I just picked San Francisco and Kansas City. Okay, cool. Cool. So you see the Niners uh, uh, continuing the momentum and getting it done. I do. I, I, I just like their look. Uh, I like the way they're playing. Uh, to me – they're road warriors, you know, doing what they did in week one and going in and beating the Cowboys the way they did with that opening drive touchdown and then coming from behind, the gritty effort against Green Bay. I just like their moxie. I like they've got it all going on. They really believe in themselves. And I'm not saying the Rams don't believe in themselves, but I like San Francisco to win the game on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I can argue both sides. And right now, as a fan, you kind of get too emotionally invested. So it's really hard to kind of think with, you know, objectivity. And the one, I, you know, as a betting man, regardless if they win or not, I mean, the, the, the spread three and a half, that little hook there, I mean, I would definitely be betting the Niners and take the points. I see this, I see this just being a slugfest, close game. And I think it's, you know, I, I hope you're right. I could see it coming down to, you know, which – which quarterback or which team makes a turnover and makes a big play, and that could be the deciding factor. I absolutely could. No question about that. I mean, that's these these championship games, that's normally how it goes. You're absolutely right. That's normally how it goes. You have one play uh, that will change the course of the game. The over-under in this game is 40, 45 and a half. And to me, if the Niners win this game, that will be under. If the Niners are going to beat the Rams, yeah. that number will be under. If the Niners lose – I could see that number being over for sure. Uh, but, you know, I like the three and a half. I agree with you. I think that extra half point is large. And that number of 45 and a half, again, if you think San Francisco is going to win like I do, I think you're looking at an under with the 45 and a half. Yeah, exactly. And I, I know if you just discussed it, I'm sorry if I'm having to repeat. Just real briefly, what did you think of the Chiefs matchup? I'll tell you, I think the people are selling Cincinnati short, but – this is an awfully big spot for them. But I was talking with Sean Salisbury yesterday on No Filter, and he made a really good point about Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow don't give a damn where the game is. He's not going to be intimidated because he's going into play at Arrowhead. Burrow is not a guy that looks like he's in his second year. He looks like one of these quarterbacks that's seen it before, done it before. Uh, you know, again, the line in that game is seven. The Bengals are getting seven. The, the other issue with this, and yeah. Sean and I talked about this yesterday, the game that the Chiefs won against the Bills was one of the great games in the history of the NFL. And the way that ended in the uh, the extra overtime period and everything else, 
there's not a lot of time to come down from that game, clear your head, and get ready for, even though it's a championship game, and Sean thinks that the first quarter is going to be very interesting from Kansas City's perspective. Now, we also know from past playoffs at Arrowhead, the Chiefs have been down by big numbers, and they always come back and they're able to win. So they're never out of any game. But I think it's going to be interesting to see how much did last week's slugfest against the Buffalo Bills take out of Kansas City? Yeah, no, I agree with you. To Sean's point, that was my feeling as well. Not that, that the Bengals would win, but a seven and a half spread. Again, I kind of like the points there just for taking a, uh, taking a bet there. I do think the Bengals can make this closer than what everyone's expecting. I think everyone is riding Kansas City off of last week's high. But to put to Sean's point and you know, maybe echo the same sentiment, you know, the recovery's quick and the Bengals you know, Joe, you know, he's not expecting to lose. Uh, I, I I, really enjoy watching him and, and, you know, his moxie. And, you know, he's there to win. He's not happy to be there. He wants to go in and win that game. And when you have a leader that way, you just never know. Here's the other issue. I mean, you cannot just ignore this. And I know that the, you know, the regular season is the regular season. All right. You know, I, I get that. But in the, what was it, the second to last week of the season, right? Yeah. Who won that game? Cincinnati beat Kansas City 34 Mm -hmm. to 31. All right. And they clinched the Mm -hmm. division in that game. And Burrow in that contest was 30 of 39 for 446 yards. That was not that long ago. Now, I'm not saying that means that, that, but, 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 you know, Cincinnati feels very confident that they can stay on the field and play with the Kansas City Chiefs because they just played a couple of weeks ago. And they yeah. won. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know enough about uh, the Bengals and their scheme. If, you know, sometimes a team just matches up really well. Yep. And was that the case or was, you know, the KC flat? Like, I don't – I didn't see the game. I, I do think through, I do know, think I Kansas City was it. a little flat, to be honest with you. Yes, I do. But, I, but I, at the end of the first quarter, the Chiefs had the lead of 14-7. to seven, And here's the other deal. At the half, it was 28-17 to 17 Kansas City. And then in the second half, the Bengals outscored them seventeen to three, which I found that which I found to be very interesting. You know that that, that and the game was also in Cincinnati. But the, here's the other issue, Brian. Last week, the Titans were able to sack Burrow nine times. If the offensive line does not do a better job of protecting Burrow, there's no way in the world they're winning this game on Sunday. Not happening. Yeah. Yeah. No. One hundred percent. You know, and let's just assume the Chiefs win, Niners win, and rematch of two years ago as a Niner fan. That would be, you know, fun and fantastic. We'll see what happens. It would be. Uh, and if that happens, we'll talk about it when we when we get to it. First things first. But I'm looking forward to both of these games. Uh, I really am. By the way, in that game, okay, just to look at what the offensive line did or did not do, the Kansas City Chiefs had no sacks in that game against Burrow. No sacks. Yeah, that's a big so, stat. That's important. I mean, again, they just played a couple weeks ago, and the Bengals, their offensive line pitched a shutout. Burrow mm-hmm. did not get sacked, not once. It'll be, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of adjustments KC uh, does yep. based upon that stat, definitely. Brian, thanks for the call. Enjoy hey, the yeah. games this weekend. You too. Bye. All right. Good call right there. If you want to get next, all you got to do is raise your hand, 
and we will put you right on. That's a that's very important. You know, 34-31. Again, it was 28 to 17 at the half. And then the Bengals outscored the Chiefs 17 to 3. Now you might say, well, gee, that has nothing to do with this game. And I would say, you know what, you're probably right. The point I'm trying to make here is that Joe Burrow looked like Johnny Unitas in his prime in that game. All right? Looked like Dan Marino in his prime. I mean, you can't ignore that. He threw for 400-plus yards. 446. Big time. Was he 30 or 39? That's a big-time game. I mean, the guy... The guy had it going on. He absolutely had it going on. So, you know, and here's the other deal. If I'm Cincinnati, I want the ball first. I'm not deferring if I win the toss. I'm not giving Kansas City the football and allowing them to go down the field, put a quick seven on the board, get the crowd in a frenzy, and have to play from behind. You know, if I'm Cincinnati, I want the ball first in this game. Yeah, if you go three and out, you go three and out. But the point is, I want the ball first to have a chance to score first. Get a little momentum. Get Burrow on the field. Let him deal with it. And let's see if the Bengals can get a field goal or a touchdown on that first drive. But I'd be very leery of giving Kansas City the ball in that environment after what they did last week against Buffalo to give them a chance to get on the board first. So, you know, not a, you know, most people are talking about the Niners and the Rams, but this Cincinnati team, you, 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 you cannot ignore them. You know, what they did against Tennessee was really impressive. For, for Burrow to get sacked nine times and still win, and the way they won, and their field goal kicker, are you kidding me? I mean, and weather's not going to be a factor in this game on Sunday. You know, it's not going to be that cold. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Of course, if they was in Miami, it would be real cold. I mean, gosh, the weather may not even get to be 60 degrees this weekend. Now, that's cold. But, you know, a high of 33 in Kansas City, that's a mild day. You think they're sending out weather advisories to people in hotels and condominiums in Kansas City about the weather this weekend like they are in Miami? Oh, wow, a winter weather advisory. Temperatures may not get to 60 degrees. Oh, wow. And then at night, early Saturday morning, or excuse me, early Sunday morning, the temperature may not get out of the 30s. Oh, wow. That's devastating. Dangerous weather down here in South Florida. Temperature may not reach 60 during the day and may get into the upper 30s at night. I don't know how people are going to survive. I really don't. I just don't know. I'll give you an update on Monday if I'm still alive 
and I don't have hypothermia from this weather being in the upper 50s tomorrow for the weather advisory in South Florida. I'm not sure if I'm going to wear four or five layers of clothes or if I'm just going to stay locked up, lock the doors. You know, we will we will persevere in the Napier household. We will not go outside. We will order out. You know, I, actually, I probably, we will not order out. I did not want to put the delivery person at risk and a chance for hypothermia with temperatures in the upper 50s. So we will cook. That's what we'll do. Because I don't want to have a guilty conscience if the delivery person coming to our condo doesn't make it because they froze to death en route. So there you go. No deliveries to the Napiers. We will cook. That's what we'll do. I think that is only fair. Got to watch out for your fellow man. I guess since it's 2022, I have to say for your fellow woman. How about for our fellow citizens and residents of South Florida? How's that sound? All right, so I like Kansas City, and I like San Francisco. Those are my picks coming up this weekend. Uh, The Kings, Adrian Wojnarowski, reporting today that the Kings have ended talks with Philadelphia regarding Ben Simmons. Good, good. I wouldn't want Ben Simmons on my roster. And I'll tell you this, if Philadelphia is really holding out to get James Harden, and I'm well aware that Daryl Morey was the GM in Houston when James Harden was there, I wouldn't take James Harden if you gave him to me for free. You're not winning with James Harden. I, I, but, you know, Daryl Morey, you know, he didn't win in Houston either. You want James Harden? Go out and get him. Good. And if I'm Brooklyn, why the hell would I want Ben Simmons? Seriously. I want another head case to go with Kyrie Irving. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. That, that's going to work out real well. Uh, it makes absolutely zero, zero sense to me. Zero sense to me. Again, for those of you that have just uh, tuned in here to listen at, if you want to uh, comment on anything I had to say in my podcast today on the State of the Kings, uh, now is your chance. If not, I really encourage you, if you're a Kings fan, to listen to uh, today's episode. I also talk about the ridiculous double standard and hypocrisy of Mark Jones and his social media antics. It's brutal. Absolutely brutal. Seriously. Absolutely uh, brutal. All right. The Giants are hiring the offensive coordinator from the Buffalo Bills, uh, Brian Dabal, to be their new head coach. There you go. So they hired a general manager from Buffalo, Joe Shane. And the familiarity gets the offensive coordinator come with him from Buffalo. Can't do any worse than the previous general manager or the previous head coaches. I can tell you that. So there you go. Another head coach is off the books in the National Football League. Enjoy the games this weekend, everybody. Enjoy the games. For the record, I like the Super Bowl two weeks from Sunday to be San Francisco against Kansas City. I think the Chiefs will figure out a way to win the game, even if the game is close. I just don't think Cincinnati is ready for that next step. 
You know, it's generally a process. I don't think they're ready for this moment. And by ready, I mean I don't see them going into Kansas City in an AFC championship game and winning. Niners, I like everything about them this year. I like the way they're playing. I mean, after they lost to the Cardinals at home, with Murray out, with Hopkins out, you know, for them to get off the mat after that game, they've been a completely different team. They've got all the momentum. And I like the way they're playing team football. They find a way to win. That's how they do it. They find a way to win. This team reminds me so much of the 2007 Giants that won in the Super Bowl against a team in New England that was undefeated going into the Super Bowl. I think the Niners find a way to win this game. Hey, make it a fabulous weekend, everybody. Thank you so much for checking us out here on Listen App. Be back Monday, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern. Wish me luck in this cold winter advisory that we're having here in South Florida with temperatures in the upper 50s tomorrow. Please say a prayer for me and my family, would you please? We are, we're going to hunker down. We got the winter closeout. We got, you know, the boots, the scarf. You know, if, if we if we absolutely have enough courage to walk outside in the mid to upper 50s, I'll let you know. I'll let you know. Can't guarantee it. Can't guarantee it. Got to be careful. You be careful too, would you please? Have a great weekend. So long. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.